This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Brought to you by Dext. Welcome to only our second success in accounting podcast. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, Rob Brown and Martin Bissett with you here to give you what it takes to be successful as an accounting practitioner. And by accounting, we include bookkeepers, CPAs, people in that ecosystem that serve the accounting profession and the fintech industry all around them. So Martin, we're pulling out various things over the next few weeks. We've got some great panel discussions, interviews with accounting practitioners, but all about making accountants successful. Are they successful? It depends on your measure, I guess, because we all know that the true measure of success is whatever the individual wants it to be. There's, uh, it's a mugs game to compare yourself against other people, especially the people you don't know, which is why benchmarking never took off in accounting, because ultimately you're comparing yourself against people that you have absolutely no knowledge of. And ultimately, I think it's you versus you. So for your practice or your career, it's you today versus you last year versus you last month, whatever timescale you have. That's Are you further on? Are you close to where you were going to? then that's success. But what I want to do here, Rob, is I want to sort of draw actual stories from firms who are having success in an area that will be of interest to just about all of our listeners. I love that idea of what makes the good accountants great, what makes the good accounting firms great. Just remember the old Jim Collins book, Good to Great, which people raved about. It was a really simple concept, but there's a lot of mediocrity, people hanging around average in the middle percentiles, if you like, but there are some exceptional firms and you talk to these firms a lot they're progressive, they're innovative, they're out there, they're ahead of the curve, if you like, and they're doing things that other firms are not. And it might seem simple, it might be quite complex. So if we can drill down on a few of these over the next few weeks, that would really benefit our listeners on that good to great concept. So it fits with success in accounting really well. What's on your mind today? Let's wander off to Scotland for a while. Where your favourite football team lives, Hibernian. If anyone in our global listenership knows Hibernian Football Club. Other football teams are available, but none of them are as good. There was a post on social media uh, recently, forget who it was from, but it was along the lines of, how do you tell when someone's living their best life? Okay. They're the ones not broadcasting that they're living their best life. Mm. You know, if they're living their best life, they haven't got time or need to be validated on social media about it. And I find that the most successful accounting firms aren't generally the loudest Aren't they the brightest in terms of the way they look on social uh, social media? They're quietly getting on with things. They're quietly making improvements and progress, and they're not really bleating about it. And this fits the profile of what I'm about to share with you. Because in Scotland right now, there is a firm who has tried to be very leading edge historically. So they have gone in for all of the trends and uh, uh, fads that have come into the profession over the years and have learned by experience just to do what works. Um, and and keep it to themselves generally. So you'll see a lot of firms saying, our net promoter score for our clients is 98.2, which means nothing whatsoever. You know, And it's all lip service, or uh, we've carried out a client survey every year, and our clients tell us that we're, they're absolutely delighted with us. Well, if they've said anything else, you're not going to talk about it, are you? 
So on that basis, um, I was having a conversation with a friend that said, Martin, COVID did, like everybody else, bring us closer to the client base. It did. It, we did find out more about the businesses and their motivations. We did get close to the personal uh, aspirations of those business owners. And that's true. But what it didn't do is it didn't bring us to their door. It didn't get us to talk to them in person. It didn't get them to see us face-to-face. -face. And we want to reconnect with our clients on a face-to-face -face basis. And they were wandering down the very traditional road, which is let's have a seminar about pensions because of course that's riveting and everyone's that um or let's talk about mtd even though it's not coming in until 2077 or whatever the current date is so they were going down the traditional thinking routes of let's have an event where we put a bit of food on invite some clients around give them their presentation send them on the way and that's another box ticked in the client service section and as the conversation deepened we decided to go a little bit more interesting than that. And it culminated in the practice inventing their client advisory board. Ooh. Now, what they did here, Rob, is they picked their sort of top guns to make a particularly good reference at the moment for the films that are out in the cinemas near you. Um, and they picked their, their sort of grade A clients, their best of the best, the people who use them for the most and widest skill range, pay them the most money, people they get on with the best, people who are the best referrers, that kind of thing. And they brought them all together in a room and conducted essentially a forum or agenda that was two-way. So the clients who attended got to say, here's what our, what's on our mind right now. We are worried about tax. We're worried about legislative change. We're worried about uh, foreign exchange rates. We're worried about the Ukrainian impact uh, on uh, you know, natural resources and how it affects our business and all those sorts of things. So the clients got to come to the accountant's office which is beautifully decked out, lovely big meeting room, can hold about 25 in it comfortably. And they got to bring all of their issues to the table. And the practice in return would then bring together these clients to see if any of the other clients had got solutions for the concerns of the businesses who had raised them. And if not, the practice then drew upon their experience of working with all the other clients to find solutions. And it became a solution finder situation. So the clients that were invited were invited to come along to find solutions to their business problems. Because at the same time, let's advertise what else the practice can do that those businesses aren't currently buying from that practice right now. So it was a great cross-selling exercise, even though it was subtle. It was a genuine value add in terms of business solutions. But then the practice turned it around and said, right, what can we do better? How do we serve you better? Now that also had and a, a intended upside because where clients, grade A clients, said, well, we, we loved how you did X, Y, Z, and we'd love you to do it again. Some other client in the room goes, I had no idea you did that. Perhaps you should talk to us about this. And they said, well, it would be great if you could get us to, if you could call us once a month to see how we're doing, like a check-in call. And then four other validate that idea, say, and us, and us, and us, and us. So in one go, the practice brings in its best clients, connects them together, Oh, look, you're a haulage company. You're the people who send packages out. Perhaps you should talk. It has served that purpose. It served the purpose of, can we solve your problems? It served the purpose of, this is what else we do. It served the purpose of getting feedback on how the practice can improve, all in one simple client advisory board. So it was a win-win-win. The practice benefits in terms of its progress and evolution, the business's benefit in terms of network contacts and business solutions, and of course, new business opportunities come out of it at the same time. Now that cost, I think, zero pounds and zero pence to put together as a market. available in other currencies, Martin? Yeah, if you translate that to euros, it's completely different, of course. 
uh, and dollars, of course, as well, different figures there. Um, but all it took was the managing partner's time and a practice who actually cared about what the clients and what they thought. So it saved all direct mails, all social media campaigns, all can we talk to you about some things, all done in a place where they get third-party social proof and where it's their clients doing the selling for them, not them. So success in accounting this week, Rob, I would point towards the cab, the client advisory board, one of the simplest put-togethers of all time. Grab a cab. Martin, that's excellent. That totally is success in accounting. I'm going to ask you to leave us with maybe a, a three-step plan for accounting firms that want to start a client advisory board. What would they do next? How would they get started? But just while you're thinking of that, I love this idea because you become the common element in that room. You're the firm. You're the glue that holds all of those businesses together. You're the common element, aren't you? So they're all talking about you. How do you know? How long have you been with the firm? What do you do with them? And the second thing is, what a great vehicle for client advocacy. They're all talking great things about you why they've stayed with you, why they joined you, why they moved from other firms. All of that comes into play, doesn't it? It does indeed. It does indeed. So you've asked me for a three-step plan, and here it is. Step one is mindset. Get into the mindset of actually caring about the client rather than seeing them as a cash cow to be milked. And get on with the desire to improve their businesses, stage one. In stage two, understand that the value that you bring might come from the room and not from you. You don't have to have all the answers you have to be able to start all the conversations and let the clients, let the room find the answers for themselves. You can help, you can, you can accelerate, but you don't have to do it all yourself. So have the guts to put this thing on as well. And thirdly, make sure that it's not a one-off. Make sure that you don't go, box tick, we held a client advisory board. Let's post a picture of it on our website and never ever do it again as long as we live. Start to form a consistent process, a discipline, a habit, a methodology, a central part of the firm's culture. Every quarter or every six months, we have a client advisory board where we bring our very best together to en enhance mutual improvement for the, for, the, for the entire room, including the firm itself. And it's and a simple email to send out, isn't it, Martin? Say, we're thinking of doing this. Would you like to join? We're inviting a few select clients. How prestigious is that? It's a no, it's a no brainer. Dear so-and-so, as one of our preferred clients, yes. um, as one of our preferred clients, we thought you might like an hour at the office to come and just think about your business with some of the greatest minds in the local area. You'll be joined with all of our other preferred clients and we'll be dealing with the agenda that you bring to the table, not the one we prescribe. Come along, get some value. Added bonus, what about your R&D? What about your steering group of, we're thinking of doing this as a firm, has this got legs? Would you buy this if you brought it as an additional service line? How good would that be? Yeah, it'd be great. And to those of the listeners now who have had the word, oh, I couldn't possibly uh, start to flash into their minds or the phrase, um, then you're right, you couldn't possibly. As soon as you start thinking like that, you beat. So uh, for those of you who are thinking, oh, I, I, could, I could do that. I, I should do that. Then please implement it while you are yet in the mood to do so. Because like all other non-deadline driven uh, tasks in an accounting firm, it will drop to the bottom of the priority pile otherwise. Love that, Martin Bissett. That is success in accounting. We'll bring you more nuggets like this if that's really working well. For those accounting firms that are on the bleeding edge, the leading edge, just doing a little bit better and moving from good to great on the dial. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that this is our flagship show. We have four other shows that you'll need to sign up to individually. On Tuesdays, we have insights in accounting. That's our news and analysis and commentary on what's going on. On Wednesdays, we have influencers in accounting. That's a one-to-one -one interview with someone that's uh, really making their mark in the accounting fintech world. 
On Thursday, we have best practice in accounting. That's very practical stuff on various aspects of your role in accounting. And on Friday, we have our new show, UK Matters in Accounting. So if you feel that the world centers around the United Kingdom in the accounting profession, that is one for you to tune in to subscribe. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks to our partners. And we'll see you next time on Success in Accounting. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Leading the discussion on firms that are standing out, winning work and becoming the top performers in the accounting and fintech world. Brought to you by Dext.